Why don't you go back? Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the With Nell and Us podcast, where tonight we will be talking about the ending of the film With Nell and Us. Oh, fuck it. What's wrong with me? I don't know. That's unlike you. Because it's the final one. It's a big one. Yes. All right, I'm doing it again. This is it now. Right, I'm doing it again. You never get, you never do this. I know, I know, I know. Why have I got stage fright? Right. It's only me, darling. <laughs> Listen with now, it's a stinker. Why don't you go back? Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the With Nell and Us podcast, where tonight we will be discussing the ending of the film With Nell and I. And joining me, as always, is my good friend, Roger. There's always time for a drink. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm feeling a bit emotional, actually. Yeah, it is. When I plugged my headphones in, I put them on, I thought, oh, this is for the last time, panned up the stairs. For the last time, was it three floors? Three floors up the Crossroads. Never a job at the top of them. Well, here I am, yeah, the last one. It is a bit emotional. You sounded all very sombre then. I feel a bit sombre, and I think it is because I have just, obviously, because we're talking about it, I have just watched the final 15 minutes yes i and watched it, it about a week a ago down. before before someone could make the podcast because they were too drunk i, yeah. I watched it then <laughs> i deny all accusations <laughs> i can assure you officer <laughs> I, um, I watched it then it's it's absolutely brilliant isn't mm. it it's so moving it, it really incredible. is i read a lovely article um oh uh. of, it was written a while ago but it was just saying about how um with nell is a, a classic breakup film and oh, it's, it's not what you you wouldn't think that, would you? But if you've had a breakup, you know, and you sort of put on, I don't know, God, Bridget Jones or something or whatever the whatever people yeah. watch when they Might get go over. slightly higher brow. But go well, on. you know, but um, but with Nell is good for that reason, because it is actually, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a lovely, it's a tragic comedy. You get all the feels, all the emotions. You can laugh, but you'll cry. And the ending just absolutely soothes. No, it doesn't soothe your soul. It just sort of obviously makes yeah, you feel what terrible. You want. you want it to be terrible. Yeah. Break up. And you've got one character who's, who's desperate for the other person not to go. And that's obviously Widnell. He's, um, he's so desperate, isn't he, by the end? He, he really is. Always Awful. time for a drink, running after him with the wine. It's, Awful. Um, yeah, it is. And that, yeah, you're right. It is a breakup, actually. And Never I thought, thought that, that was quite a lovely description of it, really, because I hadn't really thought about it like that. But it is. It's, Where did that it, come from, then? It, I don't know. It was an article I read. I'll send it to you. But it's a fantastic piece. Um, and they mention in it about how um, all the things that, and it's really true, if you think about the relationships you've had, all the things that attracted you to that person in the first place are all the things that you end up leaving them for. Oh, and I I thought that was yeah. amazing because obviously Marwood sort of you know came down, sort of entered this world, this life was really obviously massively attracted to you know the decadence, you yeah. know and and the star quality of Withnell and all his dreams and the thought his, he, his, he was going to be family, a star. His family, without yeah, that. massively seductive. But by the end, you realise that they're all the reasons you can't stay with him because 
all of those dreams are unreal the decadence is destroying um yeah. you know so you yeah, have to is. get out so all of those things you thought were attractive in the first place you end up hating them for i believe the young people call it the ick now do they but, mm. what's that mean ick when what, you get the, the ick about someone you get, you get put off someone you get put don't off think, someone. yeah i don't think is he put off with no he, he knows that he's got to get out like we said previously he knows it has to end doesn't it yeah but there's still absolute love there when they look at as we said when they put his arms on his shoulder and it's like i shall miss you that look is fantastic between the two it's wonderful it's and not... he, and the way and he grips his shoulder grips it and yeah. his thumb moves against his coat like in a oh. real gentle loving touch yeah and in that way it's not like a breakup because he doesn't it doesn't stop loving him. He just knows it can't. It can't continue. But it could continue. It then do carnage. It can't continue. And as we've always said, we know Marwood has to go for his own cre- his own career, his sanity, his life. He's got to get out of it. It's too late for with now. Yeah, and it's like um, there are a quote that we've not mentioned actually, um, where Marwood talks about speed in the bath, like a dozen yes, transatlantic flights. Yeah, without ever getting off the plane time change you lose your gain you make no difference as long as it keeps taking the pills something like that yeah and, and as it, soon as you get off it's because it's crashing all at once the frozen hours melt through the nervous system and seep out the pores that's it that's that you know is that what that crash would occur absolutely and danny says it you know in his sort of big you know the big sort of ending of the decade speech oh. there's signposts to the end right, right from the beginning yeah that, that, that Danny speech is fantastic. I know we've done a whole one on Danny. I think he's great. You've come around to him. You love him now. He's got a poster on the wall. <laughs> but he's um that 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 thing about the sixties and the, the hippie wigs and Woolworths, it's all it's all signposting and ending, isn't it? As you say. Absolutely. Even the, even the wrecking ball knocking down the the um houses that have been bombed during the war. They still in in the sixties, they still not cleared out a lot of bomb damage yet. Yeah. Remember. It's they're, still London was still bleak. Yeah, and they were going to put up some horrific high-rises somewhere. And but, then yeah, they get again. an eviction notice on the flat. That's over. All yeah. these little things, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over. And But with now still sort of thinks everything's going to be exactly the same. And then, of course, the big thing hits. They want me to play the lead. <laughs> yeah. It didn't just get the part. It's like a, a, like a one-two. It's yeah. the old one-two, doesn't he? The one's going to wobble him a bit, but then the second one is the knockout, without a doubt. And that's it. And then you can see it all. See, okay. like in the joy in Marwood, is reflected in the absolute realisation with Widnell that it's over. And he doesn't cry, but you when see he, his eyes yes. when he says it, and they're massive and they're full of tears. Yeah. He knows. He knows it's over. It's horrible. And then we cut to a completely different scene, and Marwood is a different man. Oh, that is, and it's striking as well, isn't it? Yeah. He's yeah. gone all short back and sides on us. Yeah, his room is cleared. All the stuff's gone off. You know, it's all oh, tidy. He's packing up. Father's going to come back through the, during the week. Yeah. Oh, and you know, and he's he's clean shaven. He looks smart, yeah, and he's he packing his case. And it's just, you can, and you know, it's just like the change in him. It's complete. He's got a new focus. He's already left it behind. It's the same as like 
when a lover leaves you, they has somebody left you recently in your love life. You like doing this parallel. <laughs> no, I, it has to tell me about. It, it has happened to me. We've all <laughs> we had our hearts a bad broken. Patch? <laughs> We've all had our hearts broken. We all know <laughs> what it's like because you know when you when you your old partner when they get like a new haircut and it's like and that's you you know they've moved on and they're not they're with you in that moment in that room but they're already in a different yeah, life. Yeah, they've already left. The, they've already gone out the window. Physically, they're there. Mentally, yeah. they're not. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, when he's left, when he's left with the haircut, and this is mm. going back to that, and the hat, he puts this like, hat on, and the red eyes have gone. Yeah, he's clean he looks shaven. Healthy, looks younger. Yeah. yeah, looks completely great. You know, he looks like a yeah a bank clerk or something. Doesn't all of a sudden man it's, about town. It's just it's such a stark change. It's like yeah. there's no going back. You know, I'm with now. He's yeah. been left behind. He's old news. He's, you know, he's moving on. And he puts he puts David Copperfield in his case, and he puts this other book in called Against Nature. And right. yeah. and I looked into it, and apparently it's about a declining um, aesthete who's sort of like on his way out. And mm. it we always sort of talk about these little symbols and that throughout. And it's well, like they are they. He put them there. Robinson put them there as Vivian's favourite books as, the, as another nod, which is a lovely touch. Wonderful. Subtle as you like. And, yeah, you've done the research and it looks uh, looks like there's a parallel there again, isn't there? Yeah, it's lovely. And then he puts his notebook in and that's Bruce Robinson's diary. Oh, of course, where the film comes from. And he takes it away with him because, obviously, that's and that's where Withnell comes yeah. from. Oh, there you go. Wheels within wheels. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is. So, yeah, there's loads of signposts to it. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're seeing an ending of everything. We're seeing an ending of a of a generation. Well, it's certainly a decade. They're sending hippie wigs in Woolworths. It's um, the speed. You've got to come down eventually. Otherwise, you just sit on that transatlantic flight it's over and over again. Um, the, the notice has been handed in. It's all, as you said, it's all, it's all leading towards... A big ending. A big um, ending. Well, Withnil comes in. He's just packing, as he mentions to me about the again cutting remark about really about his father coming back to pick up. But he's shambling in as usual, isn't he? Desperate yeah. to keep to keep some life left in it with booze, obviously. And you do. You just sort of you know you try and like keep them with you just for a few moments longer. You know to have to sort of maybe talk to them a bit more. And he says, you know, you know. He gets that bottle of Margot out and he says, mm. you know, obviously Monty wouldn't with, you know, wouldn't begrudge us a, a parting drink. No. And, and, and what does he call it? 53 Margot? I don't well, know. it was obviously from 1953 yeah, and it was probably Margot a good from one. 53. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I thought was either 60s or posh, a way of saying it. Yeah, because of course in the 60s it wouldn't have been that old, would it? So no. I don't know, maybe it was just a very good year. And it was obviously with now just, and I hate that he's just sort of, it's a little, it's all he's got to offer him. Yeah. Yeah. Offering the lifeline. Come on. You know, and then just... and he gets turned down. Mm. So he grabs, he, he grabs the uh, famous coat. I'm coming with you. Yeah. You know, the air, catches it. Yeah. I'm I want with to, you. I want to walk with you through the park yeah. and he doesn't want him to. And I hate that. But with now just again, just tags along, but yeah, also shambling not... behind him. Do you not feel in that moment, whereas you felt like Withnell has had a lot of the power throughout all yeah. of the film, he's got no yeah. power now. 
Yeah, because it's always been about Marl would clear an app after him. Yeah. You know, even if it's going to the police station to collect him after another shambolic incident or following him around, clearing up all his shit. Completely, the power has shifted. He's following him literally to the station, to the last moment. Yeah, getting the last he can out of it. And it's just horrible because but Marwood yeah. says, I really don't want you to go back. It's a stinker. And the fact it's raining. Of course, had to be there. pissing it down. Yeah, I imagine Bruce set that up because it really is tipping it down. It has to be yeah. has to be awful conditions just to reflect what's going on, doesn't it? It couldn't be a lovely, sunny, yeah. bright, sunny day. No. People lounge around. And in, in literary uh, critique, that's obviously mm. it's a pathetic fallacy. Well, there's no need to bring that kind of toilet speak up at this time. <laughs> but obviously what that means is the, the weather is reflecting the internal emotions. Yeah. Isn't that basically what I said? And, and obviously it, in <laughs> exactly what you said. It couldn't and be lovely, could moment, it? Mm. No, it had to be awful. Yeah. I mean, the weather's even better in, in Penrith, but the fact it's raining as well just adds on to the, the awful awful yeah. situation yeah it adds on to the why would, you want to tag, why would you why are you tagging along with me why are you coming come on mm, there's mm. no point you being here i don't want to drink it's a stinker what right. you know why are you following me all the way to the station let's leave it here because if you think about it in real in in normal situations there's no way wisnell would be out of his pit in the rain walking around the oh, park no, no he'd, be, he'd be lying there wouldn't he demanding more booze so the fact he's there for the final moments, I yeah, hate he goes, it. And he goes outside it. when he feels unusual. Exactly. <laughs> that to me is just, it's, and you do, you just try and wring those last few minutes out. And then when they finally say goodbye and he holds his shoulder. Yeah. I sure miss you. Chin chin. Marwood looks at him and they look at each other and that look they share. Marwood is clear eyed and completely yes. sane. And focused, yeah. but he actually looks at Withnow, and Withnow looks back at him, and his eyes are red, and he's in exactly the same you know, same person he always has been. But he looks at yeah, him as it, well. The word is definitely focused. The final look Marwood has mm. of Withnow is of him drinking, and he walks away. And then when Marwood walks away, Withnow puts the bottle down, turns around, and looks at him, but Marwood doesn't see him. And he watches him go. I hate that. But red wine always makes me feel a bit melancholy. Does it? Well, there you go. Yeah. Suits the mood. Perfect for the walk to the station. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I shall miss you with now. Yeah. There you go. Chin chin. And then and off then he off... goes. And then we get the moment of the, probably the moment of the film, the most moving moment of the film anyway. Well, I put it as one of my favourite quotes. You did. Um, that first little line. Um, just And I know we've spoken about it, but... Yeah. Yeah, that it came whole... up in quotes and it's come up a few times, but blimey, what a delivery. And what does he, in the screenplay, it says it's meant to be the best, isn't it? In one of Robinson's quotes that I read, I'm desperately searching. Um, it's about how, I don't know why he calls him Fatty, he calls him Fatty um, Grant. Fatty Grant pulled it off, that Shakespeare ending, it still blows me away now. So it's um, he said we've been building up to this ending, and Fatty Grant pulled it off, and he really does. I mean, it, no one probably thought he had this that in him. It's like a mad uh, little punch at the end, stumbling around. Uh, I would, you know, 
he just uh yeah he, he nails it and as robinson giving rare credit there because robinson doesn't give much credit to many people for what i've read in the various interviews but he certainly nails it and he had the that that bit at the end is important as well he had just the right right was his that was his speech mm. saying how great he would have been i'm going to be a star and I'll show you all and he does it to the wolves i love that the wolves are standing there i don't know how they got them to stay there by the way but they, it's great how the wolves just sort of stood by him and the only audience yeah is the, only, the audience. only audience and the whole speech is obviously based around the fact they chose that speech is so telling and yeah. so clever because yeah, it is 100%. about it's the depression he's saying i am depressed i don't know why but i am and yeah. i know everything is, is meant to be amazing and but it can't be nothing is yeah, nothing great. is any fun anymore that speech is all about i don't like anything i can't enjoy them myself no. But also as well, he's saying about how men are meant to be amazing and, you know, we, we've got all this promise, but we're basically just dust. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It, it, struck with, it struck with you, didn't it, massively? With your, uh... Oh, I can't bear it. And again, it's one of those things that, you know, and I spoke about the Monty line about I woke up and I realised I'd never played the Dane, yeah. um, how it meant so little to me when I was younger. And that final speech... When I was younger, I was just like, oh, that's just the end of the film. Oh, that's oh, nice. I was upset. Yeah. Yeah. Was that oh, I was a bit, bit depressed. Now, yeah. you know, I'm the age I am and life has gone on. And, mm. you know, and again, we always talk about how we can view it differently now after 30 years later. Um, you know, now that speech to me is like, oh. And as I say, sometimes when I get to that bit in the film, I do just switch it off. Do you? I find it hard to watch. Yeah. yeah, I find it really difficult to watch. I think it's fantastic. Mm. And off he goes. And, and the long, long shot. Wait, is it Reg it's Regent's Park, is it? I should know this. Yeah, it's Regent's Park. They live in Camden, yeah. don't they? But yeah, so, before so he, wanders... he walks off. Go on. No, before he walks off and he finishes his speech, what does he do? Bows. He does a little bow. Yeah, because that's his performance. That he rightly should. breaks my heart. Oh. He does a little bow. Yeah, I know because he won't be doing it on stage, will he? So he no. does it to the wolves. That's his audience, and nobody sees it. No, as he says in the screenplay, no one sees it. I can't bear yeah. it. Yeah. And then he walks across the park, and obviously Withnell's theme comes on, and that piece of music is very good as well in its way because it's that it has all those ups and downs. It goes right up. And then it comes right down again. And I think it does that kind of, you know, shows that kind of roller coaster that he's on. Yes. 100%. Yeah, it's it's a, it references that it looks back at the wolves and wonder why the bastards aren't clapping. Mm. <laughs> and Marwood's long gone and he don't know where he is now. And he's on his own. And I f the fact they long track him all the way to the Yeah, road. they do. That's what I was just saying. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't know which park it was, but they do long track it. It's all, and it's an awkward long. Awful. Look, because nothing's happening. So again, no. you'll probably tell me about some device or other that that they use, but it is. It's an awkward time which yeah. we're stood looking at him. Just by himself in the rain. And it's it's pathetic and tragic. I know. This is going to get you even more. The pity was only the wolves saw it. They stare at Woodmore through the bars. He bids them a silent good afternoon and walks away. There Awful. Yeah, so that's that because, is the last action. Because if he'd have done that on stage, he'd be getting a standing ovation. Yeah. But what yeah. he gets 
That's because of his life choices before he gets to that point, all he gets is a long walk in the rain. He does. On his own. And Mar would Mar was probably moved on in his mind, he's thinking about the role, thinking about the job. Off you go. He's and already then, not thinking about Wood now. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, we talked about this before. Will they ever meet again? I don't know. But if obviously Bruce Robinson had had his way with his original novel before he Ooh. wrote the screenplay, there would have been no with now oh, at all. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, I have read this. Yeah. Because, I didn't know about this too recently, actually. Go on. Fill us but it's, in. A, it's a terrible, terrible dark end. But the original ending of the book and, Mark, and Bruce Robinson's original writing was that they were going to show a scene where Withnell gets back to the flat. He takes Monty's gun that he had from the cottage. He fills the barrel full of the rest of the Margot and shoots himself. Oh, I mean, that, yeah, I'm pleased you didn't go that way, aren't you? Yeah, me. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, that I would. You didn't, didn't need it. It was tragic enough. You couldn't be any more oh. tragic. I'm not. In, yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think that, it, that, my, that he would do that either. I think he just shamble on. Chaotically, I don't think there's any deep depression there. Do you? I don't think it would have worked. I think the fact you know his life is over is enough. Yeah. And all that promise 100%. is gone. Yeah. That's enough. That, that isn't is it? 100%. He only got to do that, that performance in front of the wolves. His, his only sort of lifeline to reality is gone. He's now left with, well, uh, a predatory homosexual uncle. Danny, headhunter to his friends. And no prospects, but no flat. No, no flat, no, no prospects, true. no friends, nothing. His family, he's not with his family. I was quite happy on this Saturday night. <laughs> you. Well, it, but, I recommend but you drink some more booze. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. But this is, we always said this was going to be difficult, and it is. It's one of the most yeah. tragic comedies. Please, I watched it really, really recently. Because I'm sure everyone's listening will run to their uh, streaming service and uh, watch it again because the ending is yeah it is it is that tragic actually mm. <laughs> when you watch watch it in isolation yeah I where, I don't think I'm pleased you didn't put that in yeah and that and where would the I mean life will God knows what it will be but it will carry on it will carry on doing exactly the same as we said he's in he can't break out the circle I've no doubt about that no but. Where would they ever meet again? I mean, would they write? I've got a feeling they probably Marwood would write because he'd be he, he's he does love his friend and he's he would be concerned without a doubt. He is concerned. He's a he's a carer. He's a sorting stuff out behind the back of the carnage one. I don't. But think he's he, he's out of that now. He's out of he, it. Yeah, but wouldn't he look back? And if he, not straight away, say six months. I well, I know we've spoken about this. I just don't think he would. Really. Yeah, he because does he care gets, for him. No, but it's much. so easy for him to get dragged back into that. And now he's got something else. Yeah. That life that he was living would have killed him. But that, but remember, back then it would have been letters, wouldn't it? Or, I mean, even a phone call probably cost a fortune. So, so I doubt very much. Would Withnell wouldn't have written back because no, he wouldn't true, even know no. where to get a stamp no, no. from. 100%. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Marmud would have maybe, but there, can I, where'd you get in touch with him? You know, is he on LinkedIn? Yeah. No. That is on LinkedIn. He's not on Twitter. <laughs> but he refuses well, to do Insta. He wouldn't so... have been in the flat. The flat. He had no home. He no. literally was going to be homeless. 
You could you could yeah, you could have used Monty's address. But that's how we kept in touch in those days, back in the sixties. You know, you and I kept in touch somehow, God knows, but we kept moving house, but somehow you do. I don't know. If there's a will, there's a way. But I think I, I disagree. I think Ma would would try. I think I, I think you're being too sweet about it and you've got to I? see it for what it is. Is that because I'm a lovely person deep down? It is, but you're <laughs> I think I think you're a bit glass half full. I'm a bit glass yeah, half empty. You are tonight, yeah. I'll be texting you later, see if you're if you're okay. <laughs> I'll be thinking about all the loves I've lost. Yeah. Should we talk about presuming Eds? The oh, OB? Yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't finished up. talking about the ending oh, yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> How much more can we do about the ending? Go well, on, one thing, a couple of things I noticed, right? So um going back to the awful dark ending that was originally yeah. planned about the the gun and and that oh. some people have said that right. right at the end of the credits you can hear a gunshot mm. and so for the purposes of this podcast i have listened to the very final credits right 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 to, the end. to us all now so we always listen well listen there is a um right 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 at the end when the handmade logo comes right up at the end okay there is a definitive end to the theme tune and it is either a cymbal or a drum. And I can see why people would think that it sounds like a gunshot. It isn't, but it does fit. There is a definitive end no, to it. It stands out that what shouldn't be there. Could we describe it as that? No. I don't know. I'll have to go and watch it now. Mm. But it, it's a little bit quadrophenia. Is it Jimmy or not? Isn't it at the beginning? Well, you know, conspiracy theorists yeah. may think, you know, who knows? Yeah, it's better no, without, and I think we don't need to go down that route. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased you didn't. Because I think what happens to Withnell's bad enough. We don't need to add that. Yeah, it's a little bit on. Hollywood as well, isn't it? A little Come bit. Come on, mm. it doesn't. We don't need that Hollywood ending. We just, we just let it lie there. We really don't. I would have been. It would have ruined it. And as would I think the ending. Honestly, I'm sure about the fact that the ending of the film had to have a fantastic performance. Yeah, and that's the rain's enough. coming down the face. We don't know whether it's tears or rain as well. Yeah. I like that. That's enough. That is more than yeah. enough. If you think about the so. simple whimsy throughout the whole film, to try and shoehorn in a mass, yeah. you know, a big tragic bloodbath at the end with wine and all sorts. <laughs> with and Danny saying, "Don't do it, man." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awful. It just awful. Yeah. So, and I think you know there have been a few sort of things we thought would ha- you know when you talked about having kenneth williams in there the fact they pulled back on all of those big kenneth Brenner. no 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 you were saying about they were trying to get someone else to play monty kenneth williams or something were they oh this has been going on for so long i can't remember i read the other day that kenneth Brenner was offered marwood oh god no yeah no yeah imagine daniel day lewis and <laughs> kenneth Branagh and <laughs> kenneth williams in the big three roles, it would be oh, a completely no. Different I film. talked. I remember you now. I was saying it wasn't. Yeah, imagine because of the time, all gays were like Kenneth Williams. Yeah, type, so they, they wanted these for big sort of yeah. They play for laughs. And so where Marwood is. I mean, sorry, Monty's very much not for laughs. No, definitely not. He's a tragic character. Well, they all are. They're all tragic Predatory. characters. We don't yeah. want these big hammy kind of no. stereotypes. And um, uh, imagine how lovely it would have been if you chucked Branham in the mix. Yeah, no, Daniel Day Lewis, Branham. Uh, which I'm not allowed to have a go at. You pulled me up on that. So don't have a go at anyone. Great films, great actor. <laughs> but one of the things when I was watching the um, credits roll, 
and uh, the credits are quite short actually because obviously it's just an old British film so yeah, not, you know, no like budget. now it's, when you watch there's like a thousand names yeah. coming up on the credits in this there's like 20 but um they do a little special thanks too and there's a few names on there and we don't know why but this is a lovely little touch there's a special thanks there to the Thames Valley Vegetable Growers Association oh you really have watched it to the end I have you? And I love that because they obviously provided all of yeah. Monty's vegetables. <laughs> Thames Valley. Sweet. It is. It grew the cauliflower, the firm yeah. young carrot. Little radish, little radish oh. corsage. Oh, that's a lovely touch. <laughs> Why not? Sweet. Why reference? I thought you were going to say about the, um, because he gave a, a writing credit to um, Ringo Starr. Yeah, okay. Yeah, apparently just to help with the funding because Ringo helped them out with the handmade. Um, nice. I think he's given him a writing credit as well. So he's made, hopefully, made money out of it. Not that he needs it. I think he was in a band before. He used to be in like a uh, four, four beat number. Ringo Starr? Yeah. Never yeah, heard yeah. of him. Did. Did he? You look, Google it. He used to be in a, a, quite a big band. A big beat combo. On, yeah, on a beat up. combo. Look him up. But anyway, he, he gives him a credit. I'm sure he does. I thought you were going to spot that, but. Oh, yeah. no. I, no I picked up on the Thames Valley Vegetable Growers Association. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is, it, is, it is low budget. There aren't many in it, but it all works, isn't it? I mean, there's loads of things. We haven't done an episode on it, but I've read about how this, the M25 signs and certain cars weren't made then. You could dig real deep into it, but it didn't have, you know, if you haven't got the budget, what are you going to do? Mm. You know, it still looks, it really looks like it was made in the 60s to me. Apart from one thing I did notice that I was thinking did look a little incongruous was they've got a traffic cone in their flat. Have they? Yeah. When do yeah. they come in? Oh, like a big, a big it's yellow. A you know, like when you're a student and you'd always like pick up a traffic yeah, cone and take it back to your house. Um, why, why is there a traffic I didn't know they had traffic cones. and oh, they, they probably did. I don't know. But it just looked a little bit like, oh, that looked a bit odd. The traffic cone. There's a whole thing on Wikipedia. The traffic. I mean, cut this out. <laughs> uh, <God laughs> this will go in the edit. There's all sorts. There's all sorts of on traffic cones. That United States, 1959. I don't know. So maybe it was 61. They were used on a bypass in 61. Oh, okay, so fine. yeah, they were. They would have been around. But there are loads of stuff. Can you see Concord in it? Is that another film? That might be going back to Quadrophenia again, actually. Is that, Stop that bringing up Quadrophenia. Well, we could bring up Quadrophenia because obviously you come down to Brighton to visit me mm, and you always you make go, me take, go down Quadrophenia Alley. I do like a trip down Quadrophenia Alley, but yeah, that's, um, I'm sure there's a, because that was shot in the late 70s as well. The bits in that that aren't from the 60s, but and there's bits of Woodnall that aren't, but it doesn't, you'd never know. It's fantastic, the film, for the budget they had. But talking about trips to Brighton, we could bring up obviously our trip to Presuming Ed because we've recorded some absolutely drunken yeah, audio. Um, so Put it on if, the extras. So I'm, I'm going to say it might appear now. If it hasn't, then it it was crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. To, it was good to go there. Was someone pointed out to me the other day um, who lives locally as well, and uh, when we posted this on Facebook. Someone had mentioned that there was a big oil painting of Monty, but we didn't spot it. Oh, where? Oh. Yeah, I know. And they showed me the picture of it. Oh. I don't mm. know. We looked around, didn't we? Yeah. Joked and I've been in there loads, bit. and I honestly can't remember seeing it, but it's there. They showed me the picture. And they bring but... 
table. Nice. Yeah. And there's obviously there's you can see Ed in the bath. That's yes. quite cool. And Ed's there with his globe. And the globe, yeah, which we love. Mm. I particularly like, like presuming Ed. It's not in your face posters everywhere. You wouldn't have a clue if you didn't know the film. Oh no, no, and that, that's very I like expensive that. for those who can afford it. <laughs> for those who can't, very much so. But no, it was good, wasn't it? It really was, and it was a nice little fitting end to our, uh, our yeah. po podcast journey that we've been on. We have. We've enjoyed it. All the different countries. Big up yourself. Yeah. Big in Australia. Oh, we're big in Japan at last. We've got listeners from all over. So wherever you're listening to this, thank you so much. It's been absolutely lovely and so yeah. nice. And connecting with people and people writing to us and talking about Widnell and the and all the different things that they've noticed. So thank you. Yeah, no, 100%. We, we said at the start we had done it if just two people are listening because we just love talking about Widnell and I, basically. Everyone knows now who's listening, the history between us and how much we love it and uh, always will. But no, it's really good. And the fact that a lot of people have listened in countries, about 25. Loads. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, it's been great. It really has. And, and as I've said before, what I've loved is, and obviously we spoke about our friendship in the first episode, but it's been so nice being able to chat with you regularly again. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's not like we need an excuse, but it felt uh -huh. like we needed an excuse. And we've really, really reconnected again, haven't we? Chatting. Not that, you know, maybe that's touch, what my words and It's just been lovely it. to chat. Maybe they end up podcasting. Do you think? No. <laughs> I don't think. Do you know what? I, I still, I still love our idea that, you know, there, there should be a, a re, well, not a remake, a sequel a few years, you know, and with now in the year 2000 and oh, what they're right. doing now. Dead. And Marwood is some successful thing, you know, he's Mark yeah. Rylance, basically. I reckon Marwood is, is, is part owns the production company and he's mm. got into television because television would have boomed, wouldn't it? Sort of 10 years on from then. Yeah. Do you he's, think he'd so try to get with Nell apart in something to sort of well, not throw him to you. He's not interested, doesn't he remember him, according to you? <laughs> Heartless, according to you. I think he'd have helped him out. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's an idea. I think it's got legs as a stage play. I don't know whether it's ever happened. Oh, it would be um, amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. You'd have to have some quality actors. Um, yeah. But it would be amazing as a stage play because it completely works. It? It's not many scenes, not many sets or whatever. But No, yeah. very true. Could It would be brilliant. It would be wonderful. I'd, mm. I'd go and see it. Oh, God, yeah. Well, look, so, I mean, what we could say is that even though we've talked about the ending now, and this is the final podcast for now, mm -hmm. if anything else comes what? up, there's no reason why we couldn't um, have an, another episode if we were to maybe go and see a stage play or if we were to... Oh, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Can you hear him? Yes. It's been, I've been upstaged <laughs> again. Oh, <laughs> He's trying to get himself in with you. He is. <laughs> great i love that Wanky. so so um what's the word not uncomfortable you know he's so down on himself i can't think of the word we can be upstaged by a cat it's the size of a rugby ball as it is uh, it is i know we've come to the end and this is our final podcast for the moment but there's no reason why we couldn't do another one if we were to ever say get to see a stage show or maybe go to that festival in penrith and yeah. watch the screening somewhere yeah, definitely. As long as the money's right, you know, I'll talk. 
or if if say any of the cast members ever wanted to speak to us well, or that, you know that's my dream i would love one of the cast members to get in touch uh what's the address again oh with nell and us at outlook.com there you go and that's for anybody else with any ideas as well we'll call it a day here but as you say we could quite easily come back for a special whatever that may be who knows what happened in the future so watch this space but thank you for listening yeah thanks and um maybe we'll be back in the future yeah chin chin i shall miss you with now i shall miss you i have of late wherefore i know not lost all my mirth and indeed it goes so heavily with my disposition that this goodly frame the earth seems to me a sterile promontory Most excellent canopy, the air. Look you, this brave or hanging firmament, this majestic roof fretted with golden fire. Why it appeareth nothing to me but a foul and pestilent congregation of vapours. What a piece of work is a man! How noble in reason, how infinite in faculties. How like an angel in apprehension! How like a god! The beauty of the world! Pagan of animals! Yet to me, what is this quintessence of dust? Man delights not me. No, no women neither. No women neither. we're done there you go i thought that was was really good poignant long but poignant yeah you were in a terrible state so i know i couldn't get it together you're like bonty when he drifts off Mm. that's better oh (laughs) well i'm i'm just really pleased because we've said we'd do this for years and we've done it but it's been great Hello everyone listening to the With Nell and Us podcast. It's Roger and I and we are finally together and we are meeting up in Brighton and have just been to Presuming Ed's, which is the famous With Nell and Us, uh, With Nell and I um, bar in Brighton. And Roger is here with me now, so he might just want to say something very quickly. You are working on, boy. <laughs> We've had a marvellous night out. Had, um... We've been showing the sights and um, we've enjoyed presuming Ed's and we look forward to doing the um, final, final show, which is all getting a bit tearful, to be honest. Absolutely. So abs- so anyone who thinks that we never, ever spend any time together... Literally, na- the first time we, we are together. Let's chin just chin. say, chin-chin, we're together. Bye. Bye.